In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's probably one of my favorite lines in all of Scripture. Those words from Paul. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's kind of one of the things similar, and we use those words in the blessing that we often say at the end of our services. But how do we know that to be true? How do we let those words actually guard our hearts and minds? You know, one of the things that's been happening lately is I have more and more conversations with people who just feel the weight of what we are experiencing. You know, John, how are we going to get through these next four weeks until November or after or to the end of 2020? Or how are we going to get through this pandemic? And so my sermon today, John's advice on how to survive the rest of the year or maybe how do we live in the midst of this craziness? How do we let... In Paul's words, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and minds. So to help you and help me live into that, I got to start with a joke. So there's a guy looking for, um, wants to kind of live into God's radical way of being, and so he begins to research monasteries online. He's like, all right, I got to find a way of being. I want to find Christian community. I want to know how to make it in this world. And he comes across this monastery. They take a vow of silence. He's like, ah, maybe that's what I need in the noise of all of this world. And so he makes an appointment, appointment to speak to the head of the monastery, the head abbot. And he drives up there to, let's say, upstate New York, goes to this monastery, and he meets with the abbot. And the abbot's like, well, yeah, come, be a part of our community. We take a vow of silence, but I ask you towards the end of the year to reflect on that year and what it is that you're learning And then to really help you focus, I'll give you two words to offer at the end of the year that capture what it is that you're learning. It'll be your chance to reflect with me. So he shows up and he joins this community searching out God's peace. And the year starts to go by. And he's having a hard time with all the food. It's just cold. Like, they, never, they don't heat anything up. And it's just, like, can you imagine three meals a day of eating cold food? And it's just, you know, he's like, all right. You know, the year is going by. It's like, I've got to do something to help this community. So at the end of the year, the abbot invites him in. He's like, tell me, tell me, young man, how is your year going? So he thinks about this. He's like, 
food's cold. So the abbot looks at him and goes, all right, well, you've thought about those words a lot. They must weigh, you know, must carry some, some serious importance to you. I will take that into consideration, and, and maybe it means that we need to have some warmer food. Well, the second year is still rough. The food is warm, but the young man is having a hard time sleeping. He's just rolling around. The mattress is really infirm and, and, or, or too firm, and he's, he's struggling. And, and so he's, he's not getting enough sleep, and he is waking up grumpy. So at the end of the year, he's been reflecting on it. He's like, I've got to do something to help my brothers and sisters out. I want to help them get some sleep too. And so the abbot invites him, what is it that you have to offer our community this day? Mattresses hard. Abbot thinks about it and goes, ah, you're not sleeping well. Okay. So he takes that into consideration and, you know, it's a monastery. They don't spend too much money, so they get some nicer mattresses that year. And the, the young man thinking this is going to be his year and things are not getting better. And so he's just getting more and more upset. And he's thinking about the words that he can offer at the end of the year. He's like, ah, God, it's just the, the year is getting worse. And he's becoming more and more frustrated. And so the abbot invites him in at the end of the year. And he goes, two words. Tell me what it is that I need to know that we need to know. And the young man looks at him and he goes, I quit. To which the abbot looks at him and goes, well, I'm not surprised. The only thing you have done since you have been here is complained. It's really hard preaching into a video camera. Um, Words matter. Words matter. You know, we think often that when we speak, that we are trying to convey what it is that deep down we are longing to express. But prayer is different. Prayer doesn't just convey what it is that we long for or that we feel, or that we desire. It shapes what it is that we believe. Prayer shapes believing. So when we have words, it is not just about trying to state what it is that we believe. We get to cast a vision, and over time, those words actually shape who we are. Words matter. This morning, when we gathered in person for our 7.30 worship, as we've been doing these last few weeks, I actually wore, instead of the green um, stole, I wore a black tippet to be symbolic of the fact that we have been doing morning prayer together. And morning prayer offers a radically different vision than the Eucharist. And while we are about to begin to break bread again as a community beginning next week,
at least until we are able to gather again in person, the decision of the clergy has been to do morning prayer followed by the Eucharist. We want to hold on to this tradition that some of us have been doing every day since March. And so if I'm to give you a roadmap for how it is that we are going to survive 2020 or the rest of existence, it is going to be morning prayer. I know that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But I want to think about the words that we begin with. The very first thing that we do, we confess. And it's not that harsh confession from 1928, it might need to be right now, or we in manifold sins. <laughs> it's a little bit softer, but it's important. The very first thing that we do is we acknowledge in thought, word, and deed that what we've done and what we have left undone, that we've not loved God with our whole heart that we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves, and that we're sorry, and that we want to do better, to do better. And this is like the most beautiful line. I mean, I don't know why we don't put more focus on this. We do all of that so that we can delight in God and walk in God's ways. So we start, we begin our day by acknowledging that all of us can do better. Then we hear scripture and we hear maybe a message. And all of that is important. But we have always done that. But what we have done now that is different is the way that we end. Almost the last thing that we do is this beautiful thanksgiving. So if you have your bulletin or your book of common prayer, in your book of common prayer it's on page 101. I want you to look at these words. It's also on page 12 of our bulletin. We give thanks. Now, you're probably going, well, okay. Think of all of the worry that is going on. That worry is not new. I mean, we've been experiencing turmoil since the history of humankind, and yet we give thanks. We give thanks for God's goodness. We give thanks for God's blessing on our creation and all of the blessings of this life. We give thanks for God's love in the way that we are redeemed in Christ Jesus. And we give thanks so that we can pray for an awareness of that. And with our hearts that we can show forth that praise, not only, one of the most beautiful lines, not only with our lips, but in our lives. To give up ourselves, to walk before you. We end with thanksgiving.
do we embrace this life? We've been given an image, a model, a tool, a prayer, so that our lives may be shaped in that way. It's my hope as a community that we can use this tool so that we will believe it. And the way that we do that, begin by acknowledging that we can do better and end our day with saying thanks for all of the beauty that we witness. And do you know what happens? When we do that, over time, we begin to know the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. May our prayers shape our belief. May they shape our life. And in doing so, may we face the world not with fear and anxiety, but with hope and possibility for the rest of this year and for life to come. Amen.